0: Hello, listeners. Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad free on Amazon Music, include it with Prime. You are tuned to the Nighttime Podcast, focused on the fringe of Canada. Hello, listeners. I'm sure many of you have heard of and perhaps even followed the news regarding the horrifying event that recently unfolded in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Although Canada is no stranger to murder, madness and mayhem, we've been very fortunate to have largely avoided the type of mass murder and shootings that have become common fixtures in other countries with similar values and cultures of our own. Sadly, just days prior to recording what you're listening to now, Canada, more specifically, Yonge Street in downtown Toronto, was the setting for the kind of event that many of us take comfort in thinking could never happen here. At the time of recording, again only days after this event occurred, we the public are only beginning to learn the details of what happened, and the true motive behind the attack is still little more than speculation. What we do know is that on Monday, April 23rd, at just about 1.30 p.m., A white rental van alternated between driving on the road and speeding down the crowded sidewalks of a busy downtown street. The trail of destruction it left in its wake was just over two kilometers long and included benches, bus shelters, sign poles, and of course the many pedestrians who were unable to avoid the rampaging vehicle's path. Twenty-five minutes after the first pedestrian was struck, the van came to a stop and in one of the more dramatic arrests ever to be caught on amateur video, the lone occupant of the now severely damaged rental van was arrested without incident, despite what appears to be attempts at a suicide by cop to end the rampage. Now, from my present position in time, again, just days after the event, the 25-year-old man who was operating the vehicle is charged with 10 counts of first-degree murder and 13 counts of attempted murder. The motive or cause behind the event has yet to emerge and none of the charges have been proven in court, but investigators are actively connecting the dots that will hopefully explain the factors that could lead to so many innocent people being thrown into the air or mangled beneath the white van. For tonight's episode, I'll be joined by someone who was in the area before, during, and after this attack. He's not a journalist, not a podcaster, And he's not even a regular guy he's my lifelong best friend scott when i called scott to discuss the toronto van attack i thought nighttime listeners would be interested to hear what we've learned about the event so far so don't expect a deep dive or an intensely researched telling of the event this episode is designed simply to bring you up to speed with what we the public now know just three days after this tragedy it's important to note We'll be calling this event the Toronto Van Attack, however, to date it hasn't been confirmed to be an intentional act, and nothing has been proven. Also, as this coverage is of breaking news, the information we share is likely to change by the time you've heard this, especially so if you're listening after my initial release. So what will come next is our discussion about the event, the arrest, the man driving the van, his rumored ideological motivation, and sadly, we will discuss the innocent people killed during this event. So with that said, welcome to the nighttime primer on the Toronto van attack.
1: This is Yonge Street, just behind me, where this all happened. It remains closed at this hour. Canada's police call this one of the busiest streets in the entire country. And yesterday, a man in a rental van turned it into a killing field. This attack has shaken Canada to its core. And what may be most chilling, police still aren't exactly sure why this 25-year-old man went on his rampage.
0: Like, you were right there when it happened. You work there in that neighborhood?
1: Yeah. I work on the fifth floor of a building on Yonge Street. So I was actually at my desk, and uh, I noticed a lot of my colleagues were getting up and looking out the window. And what they were looking at was right... We can actually see Points Avenue from our window. So, you know, we saw all the cop cars, right? and we didn't actually see what happened. And then, you know, people started Googling on their phones what was happening, and that's when it said, you know, van attack, Northern uh, North York uh, area, and uh, that's when I texted you right away. I, like a lot of people, thought, okay, terrorism right away. That's what I put. Jordan, there may have been a terrorist attack in my work area. So, uh,
0: now for someone who doesn't live in Toronto, like me, I think I know Yonge Street. But just kind of describe Yonge Street. I know it's is it is it not the biggest the the largest street in Canada?
1: It's the longest street in Canada. So it goes um, pretty much up to northern Ontario from Toronto.
0: Um, the part where the part of Yonge Street where this happened, like, w- what's it like? Is that like a business area? Would there be a lot of people on the sidewalks in the you know in the middle of the day on a Monday?
1: Yes, definitely. It's called. It's considered downtown North York. So North York is the former city, and it merged into Toronto. So it's a busy, busy business district. There's lots of investment firms, banks, government buildings, everything. As
0: far as how this all went down, I think my understanding is it was at 1.30 p.m. on Monday. Basically, the first reports were a white van, um, like a rental van that had the rider, you know, rider truck rental on the side. Basically, the initial reports was this rental van was not only driving down the street, but I believe going up on the curb and hitting pedestrians. Yes,
1: it started at a little after 1.30 uh, at Young and Finch, and those are very wide sidewalks up that way.
0: Wide enough to drive a rental car
1: on, I guess. Uh, absolutely, even wider. Uh, wide enough to drive four or five rental cars on, oh, or wow. rental vans, uh, because right next to that part of where it started, uh, there's a park called Mel Lastman Square, right? and, and and that that also. That's right at the beginning where, and people would have been out on their lunch break at work. So
0: the van drove about 2.2 kilometers from yep. when when it first struck pedestrians till when it ultimately stopped. It went on for I, for about 25 minutes with basically the van speeding down the street or being stuck in traffic coming on and off the curb and like not only was he hitting people like i the way i understand it looking at the photos anyway there's like park benches and all this stuff is destroyed like what's it look like on that street now i know you walked down it
1: oh it's a, it's a mess it's uh bus shelters are broken down and uh, park benches are just destroyed benches along the side of the road uh, road signs there's skid marks all over the sidewalk it's it's they're still cleaning it up so wow
0: and yeah so again it took it was 2.2 kilometers down the street which when you're talking about downtown toronto that's a a good amount of distance but i guess it's for one, he was hitting all these people, but also, the, again, the poles, the bus shelters, the park benches. I believe that's what eventually led to him stopping because the van came to a stop on Points Ave?
1: Is that Points Point Ave? So Points Ave is just south of Shepherd. Now, this is about a block and a half from where I work
0: so still a major like where he stopped and got out of the van like that was still a a busy spot like there would have been people you could even see on the amateur video there's people standing all around watching watching the police pull up and him get out of the get out of the van
1: yeah cuz this area of young street is actually a highway right where that he got caught would have been sort of where it it it, it turns into the highway right? so i'm not sure if maybe he was planning to go on the 401,
0: or I don't know. The video of him getting, well, ultimately arrested, but basically him getting out of the van and confronting a lone police officer has, I would say, has gone viral, and I think uh, I'm kind of happy that it did, because it's it's a very, um, very... Counter to the most the more common police videos you're seeing lately, where it's a cop killing someone. In this case, the police officer, his name is Constable Ken Lamb, was yeah. like absolutely brave. Like the guy was that police officer is like cold as ice the way he handled it because he yeah. was basically the van stops. The guy driving the van gets out in it's, it's just that guy from the van and the police officer just alone there. It's like there was no other police in, in sight. And the video that's been shared, it's just somebody shot it on a cell phone. It's basically the um, Alec is his name that was driving the van. He pulls out what looks like a gun and points it at the police officer. And the police officer tells him to drop it. The guy, uh, uh, Alec, the driver, is saying, I have a gun in my pocket. You know, shoot me, kill me. And the police officer really wanted nothing to do with <laughs> with shooting him. He's basically saying, yeah. saying, "I don't care. Get down." Yeah. But, um. I'm gonna play a little clip of it because the I have the audio of the video showing the arrest, and you hear him asking to be shot in the head, and the police officer responding with, "Get down. You know, I don't care that you have a gun." And the guy also, Alec, not only was he holding. What ended up being a cell phone and pointing it to the cop as if it was a gun, he kept like putting it back in his pocket and pulling it out quick like to try to get the cop to react, but Ken Lamb was perfect. So I'll play that clip now.
1: Ken Lamb, from what I understand, actually is a traffic uh, enforcement officer. So, um, and I, I, he just handled it so well. He uh, de-escalated. Uh, he turned off the siren. Uh, you know, these are all techniques that that, that are uh, used to de-escalate these situations. So,
0: yeah. And given the fact that um, Alec just you know plowed down close to 30 people for the cop for ken lamb to arrest him without firing a shot or no taser nothing he just basically grabbed the guy and threw him up against the car and cuffed him which is just a very um kind of noble and canadian end to it and and i'm sure i'm sure a very proud moment for the um toronto police uh, service When this arrest first happened, like the, the news of the incident and and the fact that there was arrest, that spread really quickly. But there, or nobody knew who the guy was that was arrested. Nobody, as in the public. There was a big debate about, you know, is this a terrorism thing? You know, what was the story? But although only three days have passed, quite a bit has, has come out about the suspect. He's a, a 25-year-old from Richmond Hill, Ontario named Alec Manassian. So, a 25-year-old Richmond Hill guy. Um at, at this point he's facing 10 first-degree murder charges and I believe he's about to be facing his 14th attempted at murder, but so far there's 13 charges of of attempted murder. Do you do you like uh, I'm sure this is all people are talking about in Toronto. Have you learned much about this guy or heard much about him?
1: Um I've read some things about him. I I've saw it in the media apparently, you know, it's the typical anti-social guy always in the background he was actually in the armed forces for a few months uh in 20 late late excuse me 2017
0: yeah i think uh, um i think he did just like basic training like i don't think he actually got in i think he like joined but before like training even finished he decided to leave so i think he just joined for a period and quit um But you mentioned him being like kind of in the background. Um, I read the same and heard the same as like a real socially awkward guy to the point that he could even have some kind of social like disability or or problem that led to him being really kind of secluded in in life.
1: Yes, definitely. Uh, He had some issues.
0: Yeah. And, again at first like i put up on my the nighttime podcast facebook i put up some photos and basically just an ex- description of the incident and right away the comments were you know terrorism trudeau opened the borders you know all these sorts of things so the, when he when alec manassian was first announced as the guy that was arrested and was going to be charged with uh, with with these murders um, people look to whether or not he had any kind of like religious or political affiliations um, and I guess likely trying to rule out whether or not it was a terrorism kind of the case but turns out he doesn't have religious or political affiliations but he is linked to what seems to be like the strangest kind of one of the darker groups I've heard of he's said to be um, affiliated with the incel movement Incel, yeah Yeah, and this, um, I've heard of this, but I don't know a lot about it. I've been reading, like, since this happened, I've been reading about incel, and that's basically, like, incel stands for involuntarily celibate, which uh, basically means they're having a hard time receiving interest from whichever, whether it's the opposite or whichever sex they're into. Actually, I think it is mainly towards uh towards women because it's women. yeah it's said to be a misogynistic ideology where it's um quite awful do you have you heard much about it or do you know much about this incel
1: well not beyond what i've read recently um it's a group of misogynistic men and uh they feel that it's just as bad for them to be denied sex as as it is you know for to to uh, have uh you know, rape forced upon someone, right? Then yeah, they feel it's equal, that it's the same thing, which is ridiculous. So
0: yeah, it's it's bizarre, and it's one of these movements that kind of that kind of spreads around online. Like I think it's like there's forums on I don't I don't know if there's there was a forum on Reddit that has since been removed. There's a kind of a community on 4chan, which I feel yeah. old when I hear people talk about 4chan because I don't know anything about it i've tried to look at it once and it's like it might as well be in another language but yeah but basically it's a group of men who believe they were wronged by the women of the world that have uh, basically because they haven't been having sex as much as yeah. they feel they deserve to be deserves and, yeah, yeah no, and this movement really caught on not caught on but people learned about this due to elliot roger who people listening to this likely know, especially the Americans, he was the guy from California. He went on a killing spree and ultimately killed himself. Um, And before doing so, he released a manifesto. Uh, He had videos up on YouTube where he was basically this kind of weird guy sitting in a really expensive car, filming himself, and basically just ranting about how awful women are for ruining his life, for not having sex with him. And, you know the guys that girls are giving attention to are worthless compared to him. And eventually, this Elliot Roger was so, you know, he felt he was so wronged by these women that he started driving around just shooting a handgun out of his window of his car. Mm. And you know, mm. and his. Uh, um, since I played some clips earlier of the the arrest um, of uh, of the the van driver, I'm gonna play a bit of Elliot Roger just so you can get a a sense of what the incel movement is. So you'll hear Elliot Roger basically describing his what he believes is justification for you know for killing six people in, in California in
2: 2014. Hi. Elliot Roger here. Well, this is my last video. It all has to come to this. Tomorrow is the day of retribution. The day in which I will have my revenge against humanity. For the last eight years of my life, ever since I've hit puberty, I've been forced to endure an existence of loneliness, rejection, and unfulfilled desires, all because girls have never been attracted to me. Girls gave their affection, and sex, and love to other men but never to me. I'm 22 years old, and I'm still a virgin. I've never even kissed a girl. It's not fair. You girls have never been attracted to me. I don't know why you girls aren't attracted to me, but I will punish you all for it. It's an injustice, a crime, because I don't know what you don't see in me. I'm the perfect guy, and yet you throw yourselves at all these obnoxious men instead of me, the supreme gentleman. I will punish all of you for it.
0: <laughs> so now the news has connected Alec Manassian to the to this incel movement, and although it hasn't been, you know, uh, confirmed that for one, that he even did this, but also it hasn't been confirmed that this was, in fact, his motivation. But what is it that's linking Alec Manastian to the incel movement in Elliot Roger?
1: Well, shortly before the uh, alleged van attack, he actually posted on his Facebook a uh, posting. Well, or, you know, we're not sure, but it was on his Facebook, so...
0: We don't know who posted it.
1: We don't know who posted it. It could have been him. It uh, could have been someone else, but it reads Private Recruit Manasi and Infantry, 00010. wishing to speak to Sergeant Four Chan, please C two three two four nine one six one. The incel Rebellion has already begun. We will overthrow all the Chads and Stacey, Stacy's. All hail the Supreme Gentleman Elliot Roger.
0: Yeah, it's a, a weird post. So I'm just going to kind of go through it to kind of leave out some parts, but basically minutes before this rampage with the van, a post was made to Alec Manassian's Facebook. We can assume it was by him, but we don't know. And it basically says Private Manassian wishes to speak to Sergeant 4chan, which I don't... who knows what that means. Then it says, The incel rebellion has begun. We'll overthrow all the Chads and Stacys. All hail the supreme gentleman, Elliot Roger. Now, the the Chads and Stacys, what that is, is this is all kind of lore associated with the incel movement, where Chads are just what they call other guys that are actually getting girls, and and they see these guys as useless morons. And then Stacys are are basically the name for the the girls that aren't sleeping with the guys that are in the incel rebellion. Uh, So he says, again, the incel rebellion has already begun Will overthrow all the Chads and Stacys. And then the post to his Facebook ends with All Hail, the Supreme Gentleman, Elliot Roger. Of course, Elliot Roger, who we just talked about, is the guy who went on the shooting rampage in 2014 after posts about, you know, he was Elliot Rogers in his videos. He talked about how he was a gentleman and good looking and had money. So I don't know, maybe Alec Manassian, if I'm connecting dots. Maybe if he did make this post to his Facebook before doing this, maybe he felt uh, a connection to Elliot Roger. You know, it, it seems weird for him to post this, or if he did post it, you know, yeah. rape. It's obviously if this is him, it must be you know connected to what happened.
1: Oh, I agree. I, I it's just so strange, and it's just a strange movement, and it's a strange name chads and stacies it's just so weird
0: it's bizarre it's like uh, like they say strange truth is stranger than fiction it's like if there was if somebody wrote a book about this movement and the chads and the stacies you'd be like what a stupid book like this is ridiculous but it's you know that's the world i guess there's one benefit of having you know the internet and all these these groups and stuff is people from all over the world can connect and you know and do business and share ideas and you know and form even larger communities than the ones we have on our small dead end streets but the dark side of it is there's these bizarre little uh, in some cases uh, dangerous groups that form and I would say the incel rebellion I certainly don't want any people living near me that uh, feel this way about the, the women walking the streets You know, at this point, we're, we're three days out from the attack. Um, there's there's ten confirmed dead, uh, 14 injured, and you know so I'm I'm assuming some of them still clinging for life. But of the 10 murdered in this event, information on five so far had been released. I don't know if they're still trying to identify some of the others or if they're waiting to notify next of kin or whatnot. But the victims in this are all innocent people who were. Walking down the street, likely on breaks from work, going to grab a coffee, going to you know the store to get a newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a 30-year-old who works at an investment company, yep. uh, a man in his 30s who is a chef, an 80-year-old grandmother, a single mother, and a Jordanian national who is visiting Canada, visiting their yep. family here. So it's, yes. you know, it's having visited Toronto a lot, this is just kind of a cross-section of. The regular people you see walking down the street.
1: I, I was saying this uh, could have very well been me, uh, actually, because you know, usually every day on my lunch I walk along a portion of that sidewalk, and uh, you know, it happened at one thirty. Uh, my lunch finished at one fifteen. I cross Young Street every day. I walk on that stretch every day, and. You know, if I had gotten stuck on a call or if I had a later lunch, it could have been me. I know I have coworkers that go to that Starbucks. There was bodies in front of that Starbucks. Uh, so, you know, I'm actually having a hard time with this, to be honest with you, because it could have very well been me or any of my colleagues. Thankfully, no one from that I, you know, associate or work with was was injured or hurt. Mm-hmm. Or killed or worse so
0: yeah it's definitely Uh, tragic and the of the 14 that are injured uh, i don't know that they haven't really said much about the condition of them and how they're doing but the photos like initially when this happened i was on twitter like kind of looking at what was going on and you know the photos that were being posted were brutal like it it looked like the young street looked like a war zone that was blood on the sidewalks, people, you know, just civilians walking down the street who were basically trying to save lives with um, a variety of of means. Um, one thing I should say is, of the people that were injured, so again, 10 were killed at this point, 14 injured, the, um, the chief coroner uh, for Ontario was interviewed, I, I believe by CBC, and he was talking about the victims and you know what kind of injuries were were sustained what he did say is that the victims were predominantly women we only know the identities of 5 of them of 5 of the people and of the 5 i believe 4 were women but we don't know for sure but that would tell me combining it with what we know about the incel movement and his possible connection to that movement i think it's reasonable to think with what we know now that Women may have been targeted. Like it seems like an odd coincidence that the victims were predominantly women.
1: It just seems hard to think that you know he could go out and try to kill as many women as possible. It's it's awful. What's the
0: like? What's the mood like in Toronto? I'm assuming this is all people are talking about. What's going on at the, the water cooler in your office?
1: So the next day at work, you know, basically all from Young and Shepard to Young and Finch was completely blocked off. All the stores uh, were cordoned off. There was yellow tape pretty much all along that two and a half kilometers. Uh, it, you know, it just felt like the Walking Dead, Young Street. Like, there's just cop cars on every block, blocking it's just an active crime scene uh, it just was terrible I didn't even want to go to work I did I you know it, it's tough though everyone was very upset it's a very emotional thing uh, because not just the city but the neighborhood that you work in it, it happened you know so it's very close to I, I'd say home but work if you will right so yeah so it's, it's just sad and um, you know, People are coming together for comfort.
0: I want to end this episode by sending my deepest condolences to everyone affected by this horrible event. Toronto is a great city filled with wonderful people. This tragedy won't be a black eye for the city. instead people all over the world will praise the incredible bravery of Constable Lamb and the strength of your community, will live up to the often unrealistic expectation of Canadian kindness. So with that, we'll conclude this episode of Nighttime. I want to thank the ambient pop duo Paragon Cause for providing the music for this and many other Nighttime episodes. You can check them out at nighttimepodcast.com slash paragoncause. If you're interested in hearing more content, please check out the Nighttime Patron Group, where for $1 a month you can support the show and access the supporter-exclusive bonus content, such as exclusive videos, bonus audio, and prior episodes that are no longer available on the main feed. You can join by visiting patreon.com slash nighttimepodcast. I'd like to thank the current patrons of the show and welcome the newest members of the group, Della, Karna, Maria, Uber Chick Polish, Deborah, Patty, and my pals Tim and Lance of Crawl Space. I sincerely appreciate your support of Nighttime and thank you for becoming patrons this month. For anyone else who'd like to support the show but can't help financially, you can pitch in by telling your friends about me and leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts or whichever equivalent you use. If any of you listening want to stay up to date with my activities both on and off the show, follow me on Facebook and on Twitter and Instagram. I use the handle at NighttimePod. If you have any story ideas or feedback on the show, I always enjoy hearing from you at NighttimePodcast at gmail.com. So until next time, keep looking around, and let me know when you see something weird.
1: The Nighttime
0: Podcast is written, hosted, and produced by Jordan Bonaparte. Copyright Jordan pop. Thank you for being quiet, Dominic. <laughs> can I talk? Like, yeah, you can talk. Just don't yell right into it. Talk from a distance. Talk from here. Can you
1: say poop, poop, pop, 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 pop poop, 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 There. Stop.
0: There. You done? Yeah. All right, poop boy.